Welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French, and today is Sunday in the third week of Ordinary Time, and the homily today is called God is Chasing You. We're reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Let's begin. God is chasing you. God has no greater desire for your life than to be in daily, intimate, life-giving, transformative relationship with you. Now, the thing about God is that it is not in his nature to settle for second best. God will not be compartmentalized and God will not play second fiddle to someone or something else. God will pursue you until you give him your undivided heart, not because he needs you, but because you need him and I need him because our hearts are made for God and anything less than God will not satisfy us. In today's first reading, we are brought to the city of Nineveh, a wealthy metropolis in modern-day Iraq. Now, Nineveh was surrounded by fertile land and stood at the intersection of two major Middle Eastern trade routes. But as the wealth, prosperity, and security of Nineveh began to grow, so too did their personal pride, and so too did their sense of self-sufficiency. See, when material needs are taken care of, it's very easy for us to forget about God and the moral demands that he places on us to live good and holy lives. Now, that is what happened to the Ninevites. They were so swept up in the soul-sucking cycle of consumerism that we see even in the world today. They were so preoccupied with the distractions of immorality, instant pleasure, and the material goods and wealth of this life that they were blind to the only true source of everlasting joy. And that is true worship of God. One reality about ourselves that I think that we can easily forget is that there is no limit to the desire of the human heart, and this can be dangerous. If there were an upper limit on our desires, all billionaires around the world would be joyful and satisfied souls. But we all know that's simply not the case. Because if you make material possessions your God, then you will never have enough to fulfill you. It's like there is an infinitely sized hole in our heart that only one person can satisfy, and that is God himself. Like the Ninevites, we can frantically spend our lives trying to fill it with pleasure, with fine food, designer clothes, big houses, latest gadgets, endless entertainment, but apart from God, we will never be satisfied. We will never be truly happy, and most importantly, we will never enter eternal life with God if we don't place him first. See, the Ninevites had become blind to God and obsessed with themselves. Pride, the idea that we know better than God, and, and these days that we know better than the teachings of the Catholic Church, is a road that always leads to destruction. But pay attention to the first reading, because God does not abandon his children. God is moved with pity for the souls of Nineveh, and he sends them a prophet. He sends them Jonah to open their eyes and bring them back into life-giving relationship with him. It was through Jonah that God chased after the souls of the Ninevites because he loved them with a father's love. And he cared so deeply about their salvation. Well, my brothers and sisters, God chases after us in the exact same way. He's asking us to courageously leave behind whatever it is that is holding us back from authentic relationship with him, whether it be something like an alcohol problem or porn or an obsession with work or money or gambling, an immoral relationship, lying, stealing, cheating, whatever it is, God with a tender father's love is calling you to make a concrete decision to leave whatever it is behind as hard as it might be and follow after him. 
For some, it might be a simple act of the will. For others, it might require the help of your priest or your therapist or both. But I can assure you, if it is something that is standing between you and your relationship with Christ and his church, if it's standing between you and the goal of eternal salvation, it is not worth holding onto. That's why in the gospel today, Jesus is doing precisely what God always does, calling people into deeper relationship with him. When Jesus calls his first apostles, you'll notice it wasn't just a random ballot, but intensely personal. Jesus calls each disciple by their name, Peter, Andrew, James, John, in the same way Jesus knows you. He knows all the struggles and he knows the complexities of your situation, the mess, the sacrifice, the confusion, and yet his desire for you is exactly the same, to love you and to be loved by you in return, both now and, of course, into eternity. But it's not enough to simply know Jesus. We know from John's gospel that before Jesus came to the Sea of Galilee, John the Baptist had already revealed to Simon and Andrew that Jesus was the Lamb of God and the long-awaited Messiah. But simply knowing the identity of Jesus is not going to get us into heaven. See, Jesus asks for more than just a Catholic membership card. Jesus wants followers not fans. He wants disciples who strive to live like him, not just appreciate him from a distance. In his own word, Jesus wants us to repent and believe in the gospel. Now, this word repent, it means more than just sorrow for sin. In Greek, the word is metanoia, and it means to turn around or to undergo a change. So if making a choice to follow Jesus in your life does not significantly interrupt the way that we live, work, speak, and act, then Jesus is probably calling us to a deeper repentance, to a deeper change in our lives. St. Paul says it in the second reading. He says, those whose life is buying things should live as if they had nothing of their own, and those who have to deal with the world should not become engrossed in it. For too long, we as Christians have swallowed the idea that we should just play along to get along with society and just fit in with everyone else. But that is not the call of the gospel. Jesus calls each and every one of us to a radical transformation of life, to drop our nets and follow him. So often, I think like the Ninevites, the things that we own, they can start to own us. Our possessions, our status, our identity becomes intertwined with the world's expectations and slowly they begin to push God to the periphery of our heart, our mind and our priorities. So as we approach the altar this Sunday, let us hand over to the Father in the offertory, the situations or the sinful habits that prevent us giving our whole heart to God. And let us ask the Holy Spirit for the grace and strength to courageously drop our nets, to change our lives today and follow Jesus as missionary disciples in the world. That's my prayer for you today. Please pray the same for me. And let us ask for this in the powerful name of Jesus through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word of God and this podcast, you can do so by sharing this episode with someone you think might benefit. Thank you. God.